That's why I don't want socks on. I want the heat to leave. I want to be cool under the covers. Mm-hmm. And I cannot sleep unless I kick the covers up and like shin down are always exposed. Wait, from your shin to your feet is exposed? Always exposed. Aren't you worried about monsters? When I was little, sometimes I would think that and You're try to get them yourself- back under the street under the sheets quick. You're leaving yourself open, just dangling it out there. It's just like it's like chum in the water. <laughs> when I was or hanging a beefsteak through a lion cage. <laughs> what are you doing? That's Boogeyman one oh one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to episode 65 of the Backroads and Bonfires podcast. I am your host, Adam Pedersen, and joining me tonight is Mr. Ryan Burkhart. What's up, Adam? We're just going to duet this, baby, just the two of us. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. (laughs) Do you want to sing it and harmonize it right now? Only if I can be Dolly Parton. (laughs) I, man, I played that song a lot, like rather loudly in my dorm room in college and my my roommates and people that walked by thought i was weird that i was listening to kenny rogers and dolly parton gotta love the gambler you gotta stick to your roots whenever i hear whenever i hear that song i think of the episode of the office where michael karaoke's it and he's by himself pathetically and then halpert gets up and bails him out but that's usually (laughs) what i think of when i hear that song so when you were a kid did you ever wear big t-shirts to bed when you were like little no Okay. I've never slept in anything but only my underwear. Mm-hmm. No shirts, <laughs> no socks, just straight undies. If I sweep in a shirt, sweep. If I sleep in a shirt, first of all, I get really warm. But when I roll around and stuff, it gets all twisted and stuck. Can't do it. Not comfortable. But well, I take it you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. Um, for some reason, when I was like you know three or four or five, I always slept in like my dad's old big t shirts. And I never forget that one of them was Kenny Rogers. Dude. It was a it was a Kenny Rogers the Gambler shirt. And it was always like Kenny Rogers or the Almond Brothers or like it was always band t shirts. And I don't know why, but it was always a pair of tidy whities and a big t shirt. And that was like my when my mom would say, like, go put your pajamas on for bed, that was my pajamas. <laughs> Kenny Rogers and my uh tidy whities, my BVDs, baby. When you when you uh Saw that Kenny Rogers shirt after it was clean. You were like going to put it away. Did you look at it and say, no when to fold them? <laughs> no when to walk away. That is such a terrible dad joke. I did not know anything about Kenny Rogers at the time. I didn't know his catalog. I didn't know a single song. I just knew he was some sort of musician. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could remember some more of them, but it was mostly Kenny Rogers that I remember. Big t-shirts. Yeah. Well, there you go. Do you have one now that you go to bed in still? No, now I'm a straight, just gym shorts. No, no underwear underneath. There you go. Just gym shorts. I think people who go to bed wearing socks are like psychopaths. Yeah, we talked about this on one of the early episodes of this podcast, but 
Uh, if someone sleeps in socks, you gotta you gotta look out for serial killer tendencies. Yeah, there's a dark. You're gonna read about that in the paper. Yeah, who sleeps with socks on? It's or or like I love my wife to death, but she'll sleep with like sweatpants, socks, and a sweatshirt on. And I I feel like you move around so much, don't you? Just end up first off, don't you get warm? Yeah, too, too warm, way warm. And then also like when you roll over, your sweatshirt's like bunched up or pulling or. I don't know. I, I want to be, and heat leaves your body through your head and your feet, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I don't want socks on. I want the heat to leave. I want to be cool under the covers. Mm-hmm. And I cannot sleep unless I kick the covers up and like shin down are always exposed. What from your shin to your feet is exposed? Always exposed. Aren't you worried about monsters? When I was little, sometimes I would think that and you're try to get them yourself- back under the sh- under the sheets quick. You're leaving yourself open, just dangling it out there. It's just like it's like chumming the water. <laughs> what I was or hanging a beefsteak through a lion cage. <laughs> what are you doing? That's boogeyman one oh one. I would when I was little, I would like visualize what the end of my bed looked like and think like surely there's like a gremlin or something sitting there staring at my big toe, waiting to attack. Can we, can we, I don't think this was on the topics, but like, were you scared of stuff as a kid? Yes. Me too. A lot. I slept with, I had to sleep with a nightlight on for, I don't know, I'd say like the first 10 years. I was a big nightlight guy. Had to have a nightlight. Um, I mean, still to this day, I kind of try to act tough, but usually still to this day, I will get done with something in the basement and sprint up the stairs. Yeah. Because something's behind you in the basement. 100%. I'm trying to think. Those might be my... So when I was a kid... My big two. I had to have a nightlight. I My problem was like I had way too vivid of an imagination. I was convinced that like Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th was real and lived in my town. <laughs> and we had a Nintendo, original Nintendo. And for some reason, we had the Friday the 13th game. And he's on the cover of it. And it's freaking terrifying it is and we had this nintendo entertainment console like big thing that the nintendo sat in and all the games sat in it um and i would always take that game and turn it around in the sleeve so i couldn't even accidentally see it because i was just convinced that jason Voorhees was real there was a kid in my town i I hope he's not listening he was older (laughs) he was like a teenager when i was a little kid his name was jason and i like thought he might be the jason (laughs) I'm sure he was such a nice kid, but I was like four and your imagination is too wild. And I would always say to my parents, I'm not afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of what's in the dark. <laughs> and I, I remember hiding behind the couch when Michael Jackson's thriller music video would come on. That is scary. Thriller stuff. scared you. Thriller is scary. I watched E.T. last week for the mm. first time ever because I was listening to the Rewatchables podcast and they talked about E.T. And I was like, yeah, I've never seen E.T. It scared me as a kid. He is scary. Mm-hmm. Elliot. E.G. is it's it's nothing but a scary movie. So much of the movie is like dark and foggy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of woods and like sheds in the backyards with like a bare light bulb hanging. And yeah, the whole podcast I was listening to, they kept talking about what a heartwarming children's movie it is and how they all loved it as kids. And I'm like, are you crazy? E.T. was scary. I watched it. I was still a little bit, I was still a little bit scared, but I saw the whole thing. I need to rewatch that as an adult. 
Uh, when you were this, when you were saying something, it reminded me. Uh, so when you were talking about how you thought for sure, like Michael and Jason were actually in your town, like Michael Myers. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, spring break in college, uh, some of my college roommates, but all of my college roommates were from big cities. And one spring break for like the last four days of spring break, they decided they wanted to come back to the farm and hang out in Elta. And we, I don't know, we shot guns, rode four-wheelers and stuff like that, had, like, target practice. But they got there, like, on a Thursday night at, like, 11, Mm -hmm. and they would not come in the house until I came outside to, like, meet them because they were out in the country. It was dark. There's woods, and they thought for sure in the country, no matter where you are in those woods, they're serial killers. Oh. And they wouldn't come out. And I was like, I walk out into the middle of the dark barefoot at night sometimes to, like, See what my dogs are parking at. Mm-hmm. You do that? What's wrong with you? You're the first person that would die in a scary movie. You <laughs> don't go look what the sound is. Come on. Probably. I so I don't like scary movies at all. But in the last like two years, I'm like, all right, I can I can see these now, right? Mm-hmm. Like I watched a ho- one of the Halloween movies, and um, but man, as a kid, I would not go anywhere near them. They just freaked me out too much. To this day, I could be driving down like a a road at night I don't do this when I'm with my family. I'll just be by myself for whatever reason. And I'll just imagine like, what if there was like a Texas chainsaw massacre dude on the side of the road? Like, dude, like right now, what if my headlights came upon a guy in like overalls, a creepy mask and a bloody <laughs> chainsaw? Like what would I do? That's the kind of stuff I think about when I'm driving. I do. I do think about that too. I have a, uh, I have some church friends I hang out with. And when I drive home from their place, I take gravel and it is so dark. And one and the gravel road gets really narrow, and it's just tall grass and woods on either side. That's what I'm thinking. That like surely someone's coming out of here. My back left door doesn't lock, so that's where they're going to get in yep. and grab me from behind while I'm trying to drive. Then we got a real situation on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one that was like a scaredy cat as oh, a yeah. kid. And I just want to reiterate that Jason kid in my town was probably super nice. <laughs> yeah. He just had the same name as Jason Voorhees, and my stupid little child brain was like, I bet that's the real Jason. We'll look him up after the pod, see if he's done any time or if he's doing good things in the world. He's probably like raised millions of dollars for charity. Probably. And he's like the sweetest dude, I'm guessing. Foster parent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Foster kids and like foster animals, probably. Probably. I got a whole shelter situation going on. <laughs> One of those guys that really makes you look bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever spoken to him in my life. He was like 10 years older than me. All right. But. Well, I got uh, I got some questions here. And I don't know if you got answers, but I'm going to ask them to you. Okay. I thought of these. I thought of these throughout the week. And what I if said, I just say no comment to every one of them and it's like a 10-minute pod? Then we just move on. Then <laughs> <laughs> we just move on. I'll just stonewall you. Yeah. Uh, some opening questions here. So I thought – I think of a lot of random stuff while I'm out on the farm. Uh I was thinking about back in the day in school. Oh, and I like back in the day. Yeah. And my, my mom taught. So Elta School, before they had their new edition, had these little portable buildings. And they would freeze up sometimes in the winter. My mom taught in one of them. And so we'd have to have the janitor come open it up. And he'd get a blowtorch and thaw it out. And then open it up for her. But he always had that ring with like 80 keys on it. Okay. Like how the, do they know what keys go to what? How do they memorize all the keys? Okay. It always blew my mind. You're talking to a guy who has a large key ring. 
okay, I need the answers because I always thought there's no way. There's no way they know what all these go to. I can say confidently of all the keys on my school keychain, I well, I used to know what all but one of them did. And then I recently found out what the last one did. There you go. Yeah, you just get good at memorizing them. But did he have like a big key like you'd see in the movies where like the guard at the jail has like – it's like the <laughs> diameter of a duct tape roll, yes. right? And he's got his feet up and he snooze it and the guy sticks like a stick through there and like lifts it off of the belt loop. Like that kind of keychain, like the big round one. Yeah, big round one. <laughs> like like Acme cartoon <laughs> like hanging off his side clanking while he walks down the hallway. There's like skeleton keys on yeah. it or big old keys. Yeah, I'd always love to have a keychain like that. That's when you're important. Was it on one of those um, things where you like pull it out? It's like, and then like Cable. you can snap back in. I don't think so. I don't know if they have those in the in he the late nineties. Big old warden keys. Big old warden keys. Yeah, he'd pull them out and go shuffling through them, and then bow. I was like, that's impressive. I think the school janitors just they get that's the lay of the land. They got to know it. True. Their life is easier knowing what all those keys do. Their Which off reminds me, is studying gotta, the keys. I got to find my keys. I'm terrible. But here's my problem. I don't put them in the same place every time. You don't know where your keys are? I know where some of my keys are. <laughs> I lose my keys probably every three days. But I don't lose them, lose them. And I don't lose them in like public places. It's like That's good. I've set them in the wrong room in my house than I normally do, and I'll find them. They're never lost, lost. I never left them at the baseball field. It's always, well, for like two weeks straight, you hung them up by the door, and this time you just left them by the fridge. Like, why, you know, and my brain doesn't ever think to look in the weird place I left it. That's my problem. So, all right. Uh, here's a did you know for you. Did you know that Dave and Busters okay. are the same people that own Barnes and Noble? That's not true. That's an internet myth. Dave Barnes and Buster Noble. That's not true. Are you being serious or are you guessing? I distinctly read a tweet within the last two weeks where somebody said, I like to imagine that Dave and Busters are the same guys that own Barnes and Noble. So did I fall for something? Because I, I think, heard this on a podcast and the guy was being dead serious. Maybe he fell for it. I and think now he tricked me. I think you 100% fell wow. for it. Let me just Google owners of Dave and Busters. I think he fell for it and then I fell for it. What are the odds that the same people... Can you imagine? That owned Dave and Busters. Okay, I'm on the Wikipedia page. Um, founded in Dallas, Texas. David O'Coraview and James W. Buster Corley. Neither one of them have the last name Barnes or hmm. Noble. You fell for an internet hoax, yep, Adam. I did. Egg on your face. I got to own man. it. I got to own, own it. That was immature of me. Did you know that Count Chocula is cousins to the Count on Sesame Street? That's wild. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They're cousins. All right. <laughs> All right. One more question here for you. Uh, I stubbed my toe good the other day. Real good. Okay. Uh, on that couch, actually, right behind you. And and I was gonna I was gonna ask you this. Uh, your experience with like your kid's first toe stub or tongue bite. Do you remember it? My and, kids. Like, yeah, and like if there was just super drama, or if you were sitting back laughing, like. <laughs> No, you're gonna I always, have a lot more of those in your life. Buddy. I always feel bad for him because I know how bad it hurts. The thing that I always got me as a kid is we had this flowered couch in our basement when we built our new house. My parents just put three old couches down there and was like, "Do whatever you want." These are like garage sale couches. Okay. And my brother and I played a lot of downstairs sports 
Nerf basketball and we play football in the basement. And I feel like every game ended when one of us would accidentally catch our heel under the edge of the couch. Oh, no. And, you know, it just like scrapes the skin off your where, not your, good. where your Achilles is. And one of us would just end, you know, and not to sound like an old timey person, but it smarts. And you grab it. You're doing that. Yep. Not and great. And then it always ended with one of us going like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not playing anymore. And <laughs> yeah. God, I caught my heat my heel under that couch so many times. Oh man, I can distinctly, I it can was distinctly just a, picture that. Yeah, and that all along the front of the couch was just wood with like a little bit of matting mm-hmm. and a floral pattern. So like you can catch the edge of that wood pretty good. Let's talk music. Okay, I want you. I want you uh, lay it out. We can we can have a nice discussion. Uh, do you remember some of your favorite uh, those songs that you would? That put you in the mood at a junior high dance, a senior high dance, your slow dance, and maybe some fast songs. I don't know what it would be. Just let's let's just hash I, out those glory days of those junior high, senior high dances. I can't remember any songs that put me in the mood, but I do remember the songs that were played at those dances. So I was in middle school in ninety nine to two thousand and one. Okay. Those were like my middle school years. Um. This kid in our class, Greg, his dad, Howard, would DJ all of our school dances in middle school. <laughs> nice. And I don't know if I'd want to be at a dance where my dad's the DJ. Greg didn't seem to mind. All right. <laughs> um, and first off, what you wear to the dance, right? It's clutch. This was a time when in middle school was a lot of conformity. We all, all the guys in my class dressed the same. We would wear... Adidas Superstars or Adidas Superstar two, oh, two G's classic, um, jeans, and then uh, a white T-shirt or a white long sleeve tee with an Old Navy Tech vest. Do you remember Old Navy Tech vests? Yes, <laughs> but it had to be like Old Navy. <laughs> like I remember at that time, just tons of peer pressure. Got to have the cool stuff. And I asked. We did a gift exchange for Christmas, and I told my mom like. Because they're asking for your list. And I said, tell them Old Navy Tech Fest. I got an American Eagle Tech Fest. And I had the whole vibe. I had to like shine it on and be like, it's great. Thanks. And my mom's like, what difference does it make? In private later, I go, it's not Old Navy. And what's funny is like two years later, American Eagle was way better than Old Navy. Yeah, for sure. But Old Navy Tech Fest was the move, right? And then Fossil Watch. Oh, classic. And... um. Probably stole some of my brother's Curve Cologne. I don't know if they were Curve. Yes. Or Lucky They had a, they lucky, had a, they had a blue and a green bottle. Yeah. And then, you know, you put some gel in your hair. This is a time when frosted tips were a thing. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then if it was a winter dance, you had to wear your Gap puffy coat. Fantastic. Did you ever have the Gap? Did you remember, do you remember the Gap puffy coat? I didn't own one, but I very much remember them. Every kid, every boy in my class that wanted to be popular begged their parents for a Gap puffy coat mine was red and we all wore that we we're just such conformists the thing with middle school is it's like just don't stand out you don't yep. want to stand out so that was that was like what we wore to go and then uh mrs nomeyer was our junior high student council advisor um and she had a rule with student council i wasn't on student council at that time but she had a rule that at these dances the student council members had to dance with 10 different people and mm. god bless her because if it weren't for those people mixing it up we all would have just sat girls on one side, boys on the other, and been terrified of each other, you know? So yeah. because the student council kids were dancing, it kind of got all of us out there. 
I always remember though that Howard always played Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> and I can remember distinctly dancing with this girl that I really liked. Um and we start out slow dancing to Bohemian Rhapsody, and then it kicks on and you just don't know what to do. And every kid in that room, when it picks up, would just stop dancing and look at the girl and go like, should we just be done now? Because like middle schoolers don't know how to fast dance. No. No clue. Not at all. Um, and they'd be like, uh, yeah. And we'd just like walk away from each other because it's such a weird song that starts slow. Yeah. And then becomes unslow. Turns into a headbanger. Yeah. It becomes unslow danceable, mm-hmm. if that's a word. <laughs> Um, and then every once in a while, Mrs. Nomar would just flip the lights on, make sure nobody was getting a little too close. You know what I mean? <laughs> One of my first middle school dances, I'm dancing with this girl, Katie. And I only had brothers. And, you know, we're doing the, the way that middle schoolers dance where her arms are kind of around your neck and your hands are just on either side of her waist. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember thinking like, girl's clothes is so weird. <laughs> like it had like sequins and sparkles and it. I only had brothers, so like, where's her old navy vest? <laughs> I'm glad she wasn't wearing. It. Don't get me wrong. I was like, I, I like the, what's happening here, but this is like space age material. Because I think if you have sisters, you just see it laying around the house. It's just not weird to you. Girls were totally foreign concept to me as a kid yeah. growing up with only brothers, just totally foreign. Whereas I feel like my friends who had sisters, they just had like um an ease and a comfortability around girls that, that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. I, they, I had to totally get used to them. Did you have, you had a sister, right? Yep. So were you just instantly comfortable talking to girls? Uh, I don't know if it was because of a sister. I, I had a lot of girl cousins too. Uh, I don't know. I'm just an outgoing weirdo. And so I think I was always comfortable. And if I just made a complete doofus of myself, I didn't care. Which I think, I think when you're outgoing and show like you don't care and you're funny. Girls kind of dig that. Well, I have three daughters and one son. My son's the youngest. And I've always hoped that like, I think it's good for him to grow up with all these sisters. And I'm hoping that he just kind of has a comfortability around girls where he's not, they're not quite as intimidating to him as they probably were to me as a young man who just had brothers. For sure. So we got way off topic here. That's all good. Some of the songs. um, I got questions before we go to the songs. Yeah. Uh, when you were talking, it made me think. So, like, when you went, when you were dating someone and a dance came along, and it was like an instant comfort because you knew, like, you had someone you were with at the dance. But something that I always thought was so awkward and weird is you'd be dancing with your girlfriend, and like your one friend wouldn't know what to do when the slow dance, slow, slow song came on if they didn't have someone to dance. So they'd come like put their arms around the two of you or just kind of stand beside you guys and stare at you and be like, oh. Look you know at you guys, funny? you're so cute. I'm like, that was a middle you're school. You're so thing. awkward. That was a middle school thing. Yeah. And until you said that, I'd completely forgotten that that ever happened. It was so weird. Usually, what you try to do is like, you and your girlfriend would try to basically hook them up with whatever her friend was. True. That was always a, a another alternative move there. But, and I always remember at middle school dances, you're slow dancing with the girl, but you're not looking at her because right. You're both terrified of each other. Right. So like your buddy and his dance partner are next to you. So you're joking around with him while 100. you're dancing with her. Yes. And she's like looking at her friend <laughs> because eye contact is just so intimidating when you're 13, you're 14 years old. It's just yeah. intimidating. It 100%. Um, we used to do this thing at middle school dances too. God, again, God bless Mrs. Nomeyer. She would at one point make all the girls take one shoe off and put it in a big pile. 
And then all the boys in the room had to walk over to the pile and grab a shoe. And then you had to dance with whoever shoe you grabbed. I like this. And then Mrs. Nomeyer. And then like 30 minutes later. What a stud. And then 30 minutes later, she'd make the boys put all their shoes in a pile and girls would go grab a shoe. She was great about like, we're going to get these kids dancing and mixing it up. But she's going to flip that light on sometimes. Oh, yeah. And make sure. Be careful. Nothing inappropriate's happening. Yep. Miss Nomeyer was a, a salty veteran of the education band. She had my mom. I wish we had a Nomeyer. What are some of the songs? We, we've mostly just talked about middle school. High yes. school dances were a totally different ball game. Completely different. Yeah. High school, I would get in there just absolutely nonstop dancing. I I can see rug. that about you. Like you were gonna be a wild man in there. So one that of my, was not me. Oh, I was I I had to get the party going. Uh one of my songs that I just loved, well, uh, many songs, many rap songs with a good beat. There's, there's one specific rap song that if you say it, I'm going to be super pumped that we both had the same one. Uh, this one is Shake Your Tail Feather. Yes, that's Are the you song. Serious? P. Diddy and Murphy <laughs> Lee. Are you serious? Yes. The, the, <laughs> when that song came on, okay. I, would, I would do the dance and I would try to do my best attempt at a sea walk. You know I don't what think that I is? know what that is. The rap, the, the, it's called the Crip Walk. <laughs> the I, I don't if know I showed is. it if I showed it to you you'd know I thought I could do it I totally probably <laughs> couldn't but I thought I could and so I'd be out there in the middle of the dance floor that's amazing we both had shake a tail feather there's two songs that I can remember when you hear the first two seconds of them at a high school dance everybody was just like oh and go nuts and run to the dance floor when you heard that broop, 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 broop. <laughs> Yes, the the police siren. Yes. Thinking of shaking tail feather because I think it was from a Bad Boys movie. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. Peace up, A Town. Yeah, Usher. Yeah, yep. those dun, were the dun, two like dun, dun. guaranteed. Everyone would just bum rush the dance yeah, floor. Yeah. It was time to it was time to dance. And yeah. then Thriller was always a, still a popular one because there's a couple of kids that would do the Thriller dance. Yes, sir. That was funny. Um, funny story about Shake Your Tail Feather. Uh, Tom, who couldn't be here with us tonight, me and him. I uh, went to a dance and we decided we should wear snowmobile helmets. And of course, we, why not? <laughs> we tried walking up to the dance with them on. We were got you, wait. Were you guys the first Daft Punk? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think they got the idea? That's right. You guys were Daft Punk. <laughs> and like we want for some reason we thought we were going to be cool and wear snowmobile helmets to this dance. And there was I don't know why there was police there. I don't know if they were just making sure everything was like copacetic. But they like got mad at us, wouldn't let us in, and thought we were trying to be like super troublemakers. Basically, and then it got to the point where it was like, take the helmets off, or there's going to be trouble. So I walked the snowmobile helmets back to my truck, and then we went in and behaved ourselves. If I can be totally transparent with you, I am on the cop side. As <laughs> well, an, so as am I now. As an educator, <laughs> so am I now. If I had to chaperone that dance, and a couple of chuckleheads walked up and. <laughs> snowmobile helmets i'd be like take them off or go home couple of chuckleheads <laughs> that's a that's a line from i love Woodard that Ranger high <laughs> i love whenever that. we were being doofuses in school mac would always call us chuckleheads <laughs> what are you chuckleheads up to um so i wasn't a huge fast dancer in high school um also i was in school at, in the time where there was some bumping and grinding going on and i did not understand it just felt weird to me to do that in front of my teachers. One hundred percent. And I, for most, I still of, partook in it though. <laughs> not me. <laughs> for most of high school, I had a girlfriend, the same yeah. girlfriend. Sure. So we were, especially by junior senior year, we were such 
grizzled veterans of the dating game that like when slow songs would come on, we would not dance like a typical high school couple with like hands on waist, hands on the neck. We were like grownups, like one hand around her back and then like I'd have her hand out to the side in my hand mm-hmm. and we just danced like because there's just a we would talk the whole time and look each other in the eye like there was such a comfortability factor because we'd been dating for years at that point mm-hmm. and other kids would be like, you guys are like an old married couple. And um, I kind of liked that, to be honest with you, that yep. we were that it was just I'd watch other kids still be awkward and I'm like, well, I'm glad we're through that phase. Yeah. Some of the slow songs that come to mind to me are um, Baby, I'm Amazed by You. Nice. What? Who is that Lone Star? Amazed by Lone Star. Yeah. Lone Star. Um, I Swear by John Michael Montgomery. Yes, sir. I got it on my list. Um, I Swear was me and my high school girlfriend's song. You had a song. We had a song and it was I Swear, but we decided that we wanted the all for one version. Oh, why? <laughs> I don't know. Got to be different. John Michael Montgomery all the way. It's it. J. Mike is better. <laughs> I don't know that I ever have. My wife and I sort of have a song. I don't know if she would. Like if I said to her, like, what's our song? I don't think she could name it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it is. I do remember one time. So I love the band Jimmy Eat World. Like one of my favorite bands ever. Yes, sir. And when we were, I think maybe engaged. Um, 23 is the song by Jimmy Eat World. It was, I, it was out of my car and we pulled over. Um, and we just got out and slow danced Dude. on like a gravel road. So the song 23 is on my stereo. And uh, I remember hearing a story about my grandparents slow dancing on Highway 141 um, the night they first like became a couple. And so I got out. I was like, hey, we should slow. So we started slow dancing. And I kid you not, like fireworks were going off in the distance. And to this well, day, that's to- romantic. Totally. To- and to this day, we don't know why. It wasn't 4th of July. It wasn't. We were just kind of amazed by it. So I kind of consider 23 by Jimmy World our song, but it has to be. Again, if I asked my wife what's our song, she wouldn't she'd be like we don't we don't have a song. And then yeah. if I told her that, she'd be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I guess maybe." Um, I'm having trouble remembering some of the banger slow songs from back in our day. Oh, let me help you out. Be- well, Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> How about uh, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith? Oh, how did I forget it? Yes. That song. So I, I, I distinctly remember freshman year, homecoming dance. The the girls that were seniors and I was a freshman, I thought they were just smoking beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was one in particular. And uh, during that song, <laughs> I think the senior girls had something like with the freshman guys. They wanted to make us feel uncomfortable or hang out with us, and she asked me to dance to it, that song. And you almost passed and out. And so I was, I got weak in the knees, not going to lie. Got weak in the knees, not going to lie. And then I, you were talking about bumping and grinding earlier. The, a bunch of the senior girls were like, let's go make the freshman football players. Like, let's, I don't know what their plan was, but they like came and grabbed all of us and were bumping and grinding i guess you could call it to certain songs and i just that sticks out to me that homecoming dance freshman year was a good one you were a freshman in high school yeah and they were seniors yeah i'm not surprised that that left like an indelible memory in yeah your you don't forget something you like do that. not forget that you felt like kings for a night yeah and then looking back you're <laughs> like were they punking us <laughs> probably uh, patronizing us no, yeah, nothing like that ever happened. I like I said, I was not a bump and grind guy. Yeah. I felt uncomfortable about the whole situation. Don't forget the song uh, a few episodes. Uh, what? <laughs> Brian McKnight <laughs> got tongue twisted. Oh man, forgot about that. Is one. it called one? One. Yeah, that was another one. That was a good. The one. song that I was flirting with, flirting to, uh, 
um, uh, tub Casey thumping. and Jojo. <laughs> Casey and Jojo. All my All life. All my life. Another good one. Yeah. Yep. I have a... Uh, so we had a friend, uh, Tom and I had a friend in high school, uh, when Enter Sandman by Metallica came on. That is not a school dance song. He would get excited and do some serious hardcore, like, stripping it down, dancing. At a school dance? Yes. I had kicked him out. <laughs> I just said, your night's over, Junior. Hit the bricks. Here's the keys to the street. Uh, uh, speaking of Enter Sandman, my assistant coach and I were scouting and uh, the field we were at, they start playing between innings, Inner Sandman, you know? Nice. And it sounds like Inner Sandman. Mm-hmm. And we're like, this is, ooh, this is cool. And then the, cor- the the words kick in, and it's not Metallica. It sounds like the karaoke version off YouTube. Why it, would you not do the Metallica I version? I don't know, but we started dying laughing because I told him, I go, this is like store brand Metallica. This is when you tell your mom you want to buy Metallica and she has Meta- says we have Metallica at home and you get home and it's this. That's like when you try to play uh, Garth Brooks. Uh, he has like all the right. He like doesn't allow his music to go almost anywhere. And so like if you it's want- all on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, it's like rare to find it. It's like two places. He's like he's like Michael Jordan on video games. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you want to play Garth Brooks, you got to get like the just crappy remake knockoff version of his songs so terrible unless you have amazon prime amazon prime baby i just listened to colin baton rouge the other day man what a banger all the music i liked in school was not school dance music i mean i was into like blink 182 and some 41 reliant k like the use taking back sunday like those are not school dance songs not really uh my eighth grade year birthday party i decided that i wanted to have a co-ed birthday party and have it be a dance at the old uh Pelson Family Barn? At, no, it was at the, uh, I don't know, our old lunchroom at the Ellis Elementary. Oh, the Cafe Gymatorium? Yeah, the multi-purpose room, as they like to call it. Cafe Gymatorium. Yeah, and so I remember- The like, school let you rent it out for your birthday? Yeah, I don't know. They let us do it, I guess. My mom was a big wig teacher. We were pulling strings. She had the key, the big keychain? Yeah. She's <laughs> like, I'll get you in here. Yeah. And so, like two weeks before it, X by Exhibit had come out. X gonna give it to you. That and, song? No, it's uh, dun 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 do X dun dun. Oh dun, wait, dun, I think dun, I was singing X. I was thinking um, you were singing DMX. DMX, yeah. The song X by Exhibit, and I played that song twenty times probably at the dance. Everyone was just jamming, having the time, and that's just a random memory I have. My eighth grade birthday party, and we all just. Rock the Night Away to X by Exhibit. I have one of those memories, but it's at Gunderson's New Year's Eve party, and we were rocking Willennium, the Will Smith <laughs> album, on, like, repeat. We had a New Year's Eve party. Is that the one with uh, Welcome to Miami? Yeah. Is that, wait, is it Welcome to Miami? Yes, it's Welcome to Miami, Getting Jiggy With yes. It. Yes, wow. And then- I'm Not gonna lie, that's an amazing the, album. Just the two of us, maybe, on that album? I can't remember. Uh, that's a great album, though. Did you ever wear overalls as a kid, like Gap overalls? Or Never something? did. I wore my Gap sister. O- did. I wore Gap overalls to that. Thanks for that. Um, I wore <laughs> Gap overalls to Shea Gunderson's New Year's Eve party. I, I looking back, I, I wore overalls too much. I never. Hey, I was never. I like, wear them now. You know, but if you see Days and Confused, Donnie wears them. And he looks cool. True. Some people can pull them off. They're big in Missouri. What you got? Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> Um, what you got to look out for with the overalls is your f- 
stupid friends at school that try to run by and unhook them, and yep. then they just like fall around your ankles yep. like a doofus. Not good. Did, when you were in middle school, did kids wear breakaway pants? Oh yeah, that was a thing for like two weeks until they were all the rage. Until kids figured out, oh my gosh, kids will just run by in the hallway and rip yep. my pants. I better off. start wearing shorts. Yeah. Un- over my underwear underneath these. Or you'd walk by your friend in class on your way back to your desk and try to like unbutton the side of his pants and embarrass him. A fad that I tried to start, I wore my tearaways with my Doc Martens. <laughs> that is bad. Not even tennis shoes. I, I still rock the Docs with my, the tearaways. My Talk bro- about a terrible look. Were you like a were you like a skater punk? <laughs> Wearing not, Doc Martens. Not quite. Oh, my brother I had a pair of Doc, Doc Martens. They were like, yours weren't like Doc Martin military boots, though. No, they were like, I don't know. Brown. Brown with like the yellow stitching. Like low top. They were, yeah, they were like $150 yeah. to buckle. My brother, Lord, my brother had the Doc Martens. Did you ever get into Lucky Jeans? Oh, yeah. Remember how big Tommy Hilfiger was? Mm-hmm. And now, do you ever see those commercials? If you wore Tommy Hilfiger, you were like a big deal. You were preppy. Yeah, Tommy Hilfiger. Um, and then it wasn't that long until like you would see a commercial on like Fox 17 in Des Moines and it'd be like at the state fairgrounds and it's like computer monitors, $10, car stereos, $15, Tommy Hilfiger jeans, $5. You know, it's like one of <laughs> yeah. those. Yeah. And you're like, wow, Tommy Hilfiger's fallen a long ways. <laughs> it used to be like $150 for a pair of Tommy Hilfiger mm-hmm. jeans. And now it's being advertised at like a sale barn at the Vets Memorial yep. Auditorium. Really fell off. Tommy Hilfiger cologne was big too. Yeah. I, is it? Is Tommy Hilfiger still around? Is that brand know. still a thing? When we talk about a guy, we like to play a game on this podcast called Dead or Alive. Tommy and Hilfiger's then, alive. And then Google, oh, he is? I'm 99% sure. Oh. I do remember something He's happen- probably just on an island somewhere. I do remember like five years after the peak of Tommy Hilfiger popularity, something about that, around that time, he said something publicly that ticked people off because he said something like, I don't make, I, don't, I didn't make this brand for poor people. Because the brand had fallen so far that they were being sold for like $5 at a s- sale barn. And it just really bothered him. Like, I don't make this clothes for poor people. And people were like, Jeez. slow your roll, Tommy. Superficial much? Just be happy people are buying Yeah, no stuff. kidding. I look back at my sixth grade school picture. I had a Tommy Hilfiger shirt that I was pretty proud of. I had one Tommy Hilfiger shirt because they were so expensive. And they were spendy. One. I was rocking a I went, dyed went, blonde bowl cut in that picture, by the way. Whoa. Did you have a bowl cut? Uh, Yes, I did. Tried to cut it myself once when That's I was a, when I was young. Not good. Yep, my parents made me uh, keep it and not like buzz my head and get it fixed. And I went to school with three holes in my hair. One day, just big old three, just big old cuts, big old ball triangle up there. I have a picture of my fifth grade birthday party, and every single boy has the same bowl cut. Mm-hmm. Not even parted down the middle like Brad from Home Improvement. Just straight. <laughs> All the way around. And I thought it was cool because my mom would shave up under my bowl cut. So wow. I got a little bit of airflow in there. Trendsetter. That's kind of coming back right now, except you just kind of slick the hair back on top. Yeah, I don't really understand the hairstyles that are in these days. I, but I'm not that I'm some fashionista with my hair. I just don't understand. The big one right now with teenagers with boys is like it's really poofy in the front. Yep. And I don't know what that is. Neither then again, I. I had a teardrop haircut in high school for a long time. You know what a teardrop is? I uh, know. Uh, Tom DeLong from Blink-182 had it. Okay. Um, it's like short and back, kind of longer in the front. It kind of sweeps down. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm aware of that now. Yeah. Um, punk rock. Pop punk. Pop, okay. Pop punk. Yeah. Punk rock was more like straight mohawk. Okay. But Yeah. So I can't really criticize the young folk these days because my hair wasn't 
my hair didn't age exactly well from hey. those pictures, but and now we're gray. Yeah, which I kind of like. I dig it. I think it looks cool for sure. So while we're talking about you know how smooth you were dances and stuff like that, do you remember any sweet like you're like I'm knocking it out of the park with this gift, and that I'm gonna give my girlfriend the girl I like. Like where you thought I am a super romantic, how could any girl not want to be with me? Gift in high school. Okay, so because I remember so many. I'll let you go second. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a great gift giver. Okay, I'm just not like I don't even get my wife gifts on our anniversary, and she doesn't even care. Like my wife, you're a practical couple. My wife is super laid back. I like it. Our anniversary is usually the same night as a high school baseball game. And it's always like, hey, we'll just make time for each other around our anniversary. It doesn't have to be the day. Um, My gifts are like, I'm a gift giver not on important holidays. So like sometimes I'll just come home from the store and I just have something for my wife. And it's just like a random Tuesday. It means more. And then like we just like don't get each other a Christmas gift sometimes. (laughs) Neither (laughs) one of us, our love language is like gifts necessarily. There we're big go. words people, so we're always Same. we tell each other we love each other all the time, and I feel like we're great communicators. But no, I've never been the big romantic gesture gift guy. But it sounds like you were. Oh, I got some bangers. I feel like you were you were like put a lot of thought into it. Oh yeah, and then you would include Ped's Love Mix O four. The- I made CDs <laughs> to go with everything. Tell me about the best gift you ever gave a gal. Best okay. I, easy uh junior year girlfriend was a sophomore she loved Joan soda and i also remember her telling me what her favorite flower randomly still remember it which is weird what flower was it a, what chrysanthemum a white daffodil white daffodil okay I th- or maybe it's just straight daffodil and they're all white i don't know i'm not sure so i was like sitting there one day thinking about what to get and i was like yes i got it i went to an old coffee shop in storm lake that sold jones soda and i bought 12 of them drank them all over the course of a weekend and i went wait wait. you bought jones soda and then drank them all drank all 12 of them she likes jones soda i drank them all because i wanted the bottles to be empty so then when i bought flowers (laughs) that's so stupid i put the flowers in the bottles that's like i gave her (laughs) i like chocolates so i bought a heart-shaped box of chocolates and i ate them all and then i put notes in each chocolate space what 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 was was i thinking i gave her a dozen flowers that's the last brain cell functioning coming up with this idea i put one in each jones soda thing so i gave her a dozen flowers and they were all in their own little like jones soda vase and i thought i was the man and she's probably thinking I'd have rather had the Jones soda. Couldn't you have given me 12 undrank Jones sodas I'm, and the flowers also? I'm starting to see why this relationship <laughs> didn't go the distance. It was, uh, I mean, at the time I thought I was the man, but thinking back on it, probably could have just let her drink the soda. Yeah, for sure. Here's 12 Jones sodas. What do you think she would have said if you would have given her the choice ahead of time? Would you rather have... 12 empty bottles with flowers in them or 12 full bottles and a bouquet of daffodils. I think I know what she'd say. I think she would have wanted the full bottles. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, uh, I, I can't remember. That girl I dated for like three years. I don't know if I can remember a single gift I gave her. And I can only remember one she gave me. 
I don't know why. Gifts just don't. They don't. They're not a big thing for me. Yeah. I don't remember anything I got, but I do remember also for the same girlfriend getting like a custom made necklace for her and like some earrings. Spent like a hundred bucks on it for maybe like our one year anniversary. And I hate dating. Again, I hate dating anniversaries. Thought I was the man. They're not real. Oh, now that I'm older, I think they're stupid. Now that I'm older, I'm like your mindset with you and your wife. Like, let's just treat each other well. The whole year. Just- we don't, and we don't have to like celebrate a certain date. Correct. I'm with you. Um, I have always thought dating anniversaries were hecka dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, hecka dumb. Yeah. I don't, like, I always give kids a hard time at school or something in a playful way if they're like, oh, it's our six week anniversary. I'm like, I don't think you know what the word anniversary means. All right. It means once a year. Am I wrong? It means once a year. Like, or if I, you know, one of my baseball players, you know, I take an interest in their life and I might talk to them, you know, during batting practice or something and be like, hey, you still dating so-and-so? And they'll be like, yeah. And I'll go, how long has that been going? And they'll be like, like eight months. And I'm like, holy cow, that's like 10 years in high school time. Look at you guys. Because <laughs> it's like you got to multiply it. Yeah. Hey, uh, that Jones soda gift. Yeah. What if somewhere that girl is on a podcast going, you know what the best gift I ever got was? 12 empty bottles wow. of Joan Soda with daffodils. If she does, I hope she at least like shoots me a DM on social media and says, hey, talked about you on the episode. Check it out. What if this is like a Hallmark movie you guys get back? Do you know what she's up to these days? Uh, yeah, she's married, has a kid. Okay, so this ship has sailed. That's okay. So we're going to close that door. There was maybe a small window there. It's gone. A window that I didn't really want to open and go through, so <laughs> we're good. And we're going to give her the benefit of the doubt that she probably feels the same way. Yeah. Everybody's happy with their choices. Everybody's happy. So I uh, I embarrassed myself with that with that Joan Soda story. Do you have? Any I've I have embarrassing, embarrassing dating stories, but embarrassing not gift dating, stories. Embarrassing dating stories from when you were a kid or anything. Yeah. So the first real date I ever went on, we went to Goodwill. To look for funny t-shirts, sure. I think. My brother was super that good. That actually at, sounds fun. My brother was super good at finding funny t-shirts. Um, and I thought he was super cool, so I'd do the same thing. Um, my brother would wear shirts to high school that said things like, World's Best Grandpa. <laughs> that he got from, like, Goodwill. I love it. And uh, I remember this specific shirt he had that said, World's Best Grandpa. had a bunch of handprints on it, like little kid handprints. <laughs> Gosh. And then I ended up with a shirt that said, like, world's best dad, and I'm wearing it when I'm, like, 17. Um, he also, his favorite, my favorite shirt of his that we always wanted him to hand down to us, but his wife ended up, like, painting in it, which would take me and my brother off. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a black shirt. And granted, my brother graduated high school in 1999, okay? It was black, and it had sparkly silver writing, and it said, prom 89, tonight's our night. Dude. That is a great shirt. That is amazing. He had another shirt that said, don't mess with Monty. And so I think this girl and I, that was like our first date. We met there. We each drove there separately. Um, And then we were looking for funny shirts. And I got a call on my cell phone, which was weird because I rarely got calls back then because cell phones were just for emergencies. Yep. And (laughs) boss was like, where are you? I worked at like Orchland's farm supply store and my boss is like, where are you? And I go, um, Boone. 
He's like, why aren't you at work? And I go, I don't work today. And he's like, I'm staring at the schedule and you do work today. Oh, no. And then I felt like a complete dumb dumb. And I had to tell the girl, I'm like, I have to leave. I'm supposed to be at work. (laughs) I'm really sorry. And I was so mad. Like, first off, I am the lowest man on the totem pole at Orschlands. I clean the duck poop and the and the chicken poop out of the little cages in springtime. (laughs) And I frick, I don't know. I wasn't even a cashier at that time. I just wear a smock and I don't know, organize (laughs) the bolts and washers. We couldn't get by a day without me. I don't know. I got to be there. I can't screw that up. They're relying on me. Now, yeah. See, I'm talking myself into it. Yeah. So then I told her, I'm like, I'm sorry, I got to go. And she's like, that's fine. And we got in our cars and then we did this stupid, awkward thing where we ended up at the same stoplight next to each other. And I like look over and I'm like, I don't know. Am I supposed to wave now? I just feel like so stupid. So then second, this is a girl I ended up dating for like three years. Second date with her. We go to, you know what Bebop's is? Oh, yeah. Greatest Always wanted to go. Never been. You've never been? I've heard it's amazing. Adam, it's the greatest fast food restaurant in the world. I've heard it's incredible. And every time I go to Des Moines, I want to go, but I never do. How can I be there when you lose your Bebop's genity? Let's go. Okay. I don't know. Let's just do it. Ames or Des Moines? That's the only place I know where they're at. Ames or Des Moines. So we're at Bebop's. I drive a 1997 Chrysler Concorde. Wow. It's it's a rich man's Dodge Intrepid. Yeah. Okay. It's a great car. Leather seats. Yeah. roof. CD player. Electric windows. Wow. We're not messing around. <laughs> We're not messing Notice I said moonroof, not a sunroof. Yeah. So um, I, for some reason, was like, I'm going to be Mr. Joe Cool, Mr. Funny Guy. And I went and through the Bebop's doesn't have a sit down area. It's just drive through. Oh, okay. Up. It's like a 50 style, whatever. There's no actual indoor dining. Uh, so I left the car to go throw our stuff in the trash can across the parking lot. And when I'm coming back, I was like, I'll be funny. I'm going to like Starsky and Hutch slide across the hood of my car. Oh no. And like, look smooth, like pop off, open the door. I misjudged it. (laughs) I threw my hip into the front quarter panel. I dented my car and then barrel rolled across the hood. (laughs) And I'm sure she's like, what is happening? Why did he just do that? How long have you been dating? It was our second date. Oh we weren't even like boyfriend girlfriend yet. It's not even one you could like laugh off together. Here's the thing though. I'm almost impossible to embarrass. So I like got back in the car. I'm like, did you see that? Like, obviously, yes. And I'm like, how? I was like, oh how st- man. I, my thing is like, I'll just call it out in the open. Yeah. I'll just call it out in the open. I go, how stupid was that? And I had a big dent in my quarter panel. And then I had to try to explain to my parents. I was like, that was me. I tried to slide across oh my, my car like Starsky and Hutch. Um, I ended up calling a friend who had one of those things like as seen on TV where you put the glue stick and you know, the suction pop it thing. Mm-hmm. So I tried to pop the dent out as best I could. But yeah, we did it for three years. So. She must have been like, this guy's a doofus, but at least he's... He's my doofus. He's genuine. He's not yeah. embarrassed. He just says it like it is. Yeah, we laughed about it, but th- that's my my first two dates were off to a rocky start. But now you have now you have great stories to last with you a lifetime. For sure. Do you have any stories like this? Embarrassing? I don't think so. I'm sure, I'm sure they're there. They just didn't stick with me. I remember being like super nervous the first time I farted in front of my girlfriend. Can I and just I, tell you right and now? And I turned around and she was laughing and I was like, yes. 
I don't fart in front of my wife. More power to you. My wife doesn't fart in front of me. Is it a sign of disrespect? No, we just Was don't. I being disrespectful? No, we just don't like it. Fair. Like. To each their own. Here. Okay. I'm going to open up to the listeners here. All right. A little bit of my philosophy. It's okay to have a little bit of mystery in the relationship. Ooh. We don't need to go to the bathroom with the door open. Well, that's just weird if people do that. Oh, but some people are like super comfortable with their spouse. Yeah. I, the only time I've ever broken wind in front of my wife, it was a complete and total accident and I was embarrassed and I didn't like it at all. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why. I just don't like it. Um, If my wife were to do it in front of me, I would never make her feel bad. It's just great that she feels the same way I do. Like, yeah. why would I do that in front of my husband if I don't have to? Yeah. Right? Um, it ha- It's We've been married for 13 years. It's happened. It's never happened on purpose. I've just never been a big body noise person. Some people really are. They think it's hilarious to just let one rip in front of their spouse. Not me. It's okay to have some little bit of mystery in the relationship yeah. still. Nothing hurt. Yeah. Keep the mystery. So you ripped one in front of a girl? Oh, yeah. I remember I was in my closet in my bedroom looking for a shirt or something, and she was sitting behind me. And I, was like a, I wasn't like trying to do it to be funny. I was just like in a moment. Is that it? Yeah. So you, you did it on purpose? Momentary lapse of judgment. You did it on I, was, purpose. I just thought I was by myself. Oh. And so I just – and then all of a sudden it hit me. I was like, uh-oh. And I turned around. She was laughing. I was like, all right, cool. But I didn't like do it to like say, hey, I'm going to make her laugh. The first time I ever did that in front of my wife on accident, we were um, living in a duplex. I ran out of the room. <laughs> I ran out of the room. It's like an SNL skit. I ran to the back bedroom. I was like, I was being stupid and funny <laughs> about it. I was embarrassed, but like I went over. I always like to go over the top to get a reaction on my wife. I ran out of the room to the back bedroom and hid behind the bed. <laughs> and she came in there just dying laughing because she knows how much I don't like to do that in front of anybody. And she started laughing and I, I was like hamming it up. I was like, don't look at me. I'm gross. <laughs> um, she thought it was super funny. Um, but there's like every good joke. There's a little bit of truth in that. I was embarrassed, but I, it was over the top to run out of the room like I did, but it got a good laugh out of her. Oh, Plus then we were laughing about my reaction and not talking about, breaking wind i don't like the word fart it's a gross word i'm gonna i just randomly thought of this i'm gonna do you have a fart noise on there i wish i did i could just do it with my mouth but that's it's immature yeah all right folks we'll be right back i just had some of adam's pumpkin bread it is top notch thank you it's so good I love pumpkin flavored things. Pumpkin pie is my favorite pie. Oh, I just, I don't know. I love it. Dude, pumpkin, Steve and Brett, we had a discussion about this. I don't know when it was. If it was last fall or something, and I was just going off about everything pumpkin. I love pumpkin bread, pumpkin spiced coffee, pumpkin pie, pumpkin donuts. Casey's does their pumpkin donuts. Pumpkin donuts are good. Oh my. I, I've never tried a pumpkin spice latte. I'm probably never going to. because no, Same. As we've covered before, I don't like hot no. beverages. Pumpkin, uh, but I do drink hot chocolate in the winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> groundbreaking. <laughs> Is this groundbreaking? <laughs> Pedersen Luck. <sighs> Pedersen Luck segment is brought to you by Moonlight Lawn Care. 
which is owned and operated by Steve Botcher. He uh, will take care of all of your aeration, spraying, seeding, and fertilization needs for your yard. Uh, he does not mow, so just his main four are aeration, spraying, seeding, and fertilizing. And you can get a hold of Steve for all of your lawn care needs at 712-749-0698. That is Moonlight Lawn Care. All right. Well, to end every episode, uh, we love to do some 90s quick hitters. Uh, you can give me your take, Ryan. I'm, I'm sure it'll take us down a road. We'll have some fun. You ready for this? I'm ready. Bring it. All right. Slap bracelets. Oh, yeah. You remember those? For sure. Man, those were so cool. I have a board game. Like, one of my favorite board games is Dinosaur Island, and it's uh, it's kind of 90s themed. It's like everybody runs their own Jurassic Park. Okay. And the token for who's the first player for each round is a slap bracelet. For real? You wear It says, like, fast pass on it. It's really cool. That's the most the only snap bracelet I use anymore is when I'm playing that board game with my kids. Dude. Our teachers had to have been so annoyed with us when we were younger with those because they had to have been so distracting. Nobody wore them. You just took them on and off. Yeah, you just took them on and off constantly. I cannot remember a single kid walking around just wearing a snap bracelet. They were always just dicking around with it. Yep. You take it off and get it straight and go try to smack someone with it. I I would always get really pumped to like snap it over my forearm. It only come to like here, but then it'd like push my arm together. And you were like, I'm so jacked. Yep. Push my arm together. Did you guys ever do snake bites? I looked like Jeff Bagwell when I did it. <laughs> Jeff Bagwell or Buff Bagwell? Yeah. Uh, probably Buff Bagwell is what <laughs> I was wanting to go with there. The did, wrestler. Did you ever do snake bites? Is that like a back of the arm thing? No, it's where you take their arm. Oh, and yes. And twist you, them. You kind of twist the hands. Yeah, snake yeah, bite. Those would hurt. Some people yep. would give bad ones. I could always withstand it. I always felt like I was good pain tolerance. I could give a good snake bite. Or did though. you play... Um, was it like what was how'd you play bloody knuckles we used to play that on the bus i feel like yeah you do this and try to hit the other person's knuckle what's the one where you have your hands face up and the other person has their hands on it and then you try to like well, bam i think it's just slap game i always just called it the slap game yeah you try to like flip your hands over slap and slap skis, the top maybe? of the hands before they pull them back yeah things we would do on the bus until the bus driver saw us in the rearview mirror yeah. and yell at us but yeah and then you had to put your headphones on and listen to the baja men I'm going to challenge you to a slap game after this. All right. Fair. I don't think you're fast enough. I don't think I'm that good at them. Okay. I was really good at quarters, though. Did you ever play quarters or washers? What's that? Where put, people put their knuckle on the ground. You So everyone starts spinning a washer, and you take turns like you're in a circle of people, and they got to spin it, and the person who screws it up and knocks it over has to put their hand down, and you get to shoot it at their hand, and they're just bleeding all over their knuckles and stuff. So the... The washer is spinning. Yep. And everybody has to like flick it and keep flick it spinning. It. Yep. And the person who screws it up has to put their hand down so only like their knuckles are showing. And then some person gets to take it with their thumb between their index and their middle finger, shoot it at them. And that thing would smoke you and you'd be bleeding from your knuckles and stuff. No, I've never heard of that game. Yeah, we played it in Elta. <laughs> Did we talk about Hacky Sack last time? Where no, no, we no, didn't. No. Okay. Did you ever play hacky sack? Oh, I attempted to. I was horrible at it. Yeah. Horrible. I, I had a couple of hacky sacks. Um, some kids would keep that thing on them in case, you know, you just find yourself needing to kill five minutes. Yeah. My friend Aaron Let's was super up. good at it, and he'd just always keep one in his back pocket. I remember we were waiting at a restaurant, 
um, we had to like they it was Hickory Park and Ames. They give you that little thing, so we'll call you when Playing you're ready. Playing hacky sack by the booth. He just no, we would wait outside, and he just pulls a hacky sack out, and starts going to town. He was super good. He could like land it on the back of his neck and then flip it off there and catch it on his foot. But uh, did you ever play that game hacky sack where um, you stand around a circle and then the guy that like breaks the chain and screws it up, he's got to like pull his shirt up and turn around and you get to whip it at his back. Oh, as hard as yes. Was it called like burnout or something? Yeah. Yeah. Give him a big old welt. Why did, why did we like to hurt each other as kids? Oh, it was fun. It was entertaining to, to inflict violence. I just don't understand how games like that come to be and then how they like catch on and become globally popular. Like ubiquitous. And it, it makes no sense to me. Like a game like Hacky Sack just becomes a thing. A little footbag. Do kids still play? No. Yeah. I haven't seen a kid play Hacky Sack in quite a long time. Yeah, same. What I'm more fascinated by, Adam, is like when we were kids, I find out that like, okay, we live like two and a half hours away from each other, right? I'm growing up in Woodward. You're growing up in Alta. Mm-hmm. And like we knew some of the same things, but there was no internet that we were learning them from. Like... Things were going viral without digital technology. Was it just like word of mouth? That is wild. I never thought of that. Stuff was catching on. and But then again, I can remember certain phrases or things that were only at my high school. Because there was no internet to pass it on sure. or Snapchat. Um, yeah, we just had certain phrases and things we would say that I know were probably unique to just our high school. Did you guys have like catchphrases and stuff? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Why didn't I write stuff down back in the day? Because you didn't think you'd ever Should have, have kept a journal. Man, if one comes to me, I'll try to bring it up so in the next episode. I'll think of something. Um, when I was in middle school, instead of saying, like, are you kidding me? We would say, like, are you jousting me right now? <laughs> and then instead of saying, like, I think the kids today say, like, no cap or something. Um, like, let's t- tell me something. Tell me um, you went on a great date last night. Uh, I don't know. That date was sick. <laughs> I don't know. Just say I went on a great date oh. last night. Oh, you're actually wanting me to say it. I want you to say that phrase. <laughs> you dumb dumb. <laughs> I went on a great date last night. No joust. No joust. That's how we would use it. Like, no kidding. <laughs> okay, that is something I never heard of. Are you jousting me right now, man? Like, no joust. <laughs> and that was like a thing we said at our school. And I don't know if any kid at any other school ever said that phrase. And I don't know where it came from, Man. but you're like, yeah, are you jousting me? Elta people who are listening to this, help me remember what we said so we can bring that up. We also had this, it was kind of a derogatory term. It was like our own sort of put down. If you were being stupid, we would just call you a schwank. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be like, dude, don't be a schwank. And I don't even know what it meant. I think it was short for schwankle, and I don't even know what that is. But uh-huh. we would just be like, oh, why are you mad at him? Like, eh, he's being a schwank in study hall last hour. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's just like a stupid word. I-, I feel like our friend Eric came up with every catchphrase in our school. But yeah, schwank and joust and um, bad breath was called snake. You ever heard that before? Never. The- kids would say something like, you got any gum? I got some snake. Can I get, so some- can I get some gum for my snake? Like, that was... Snake meant like, or you'd be like, hey, man, here's some gum. You got some snake going on. I don't know where. <laughs> but well, like now I feel like everything that kids say, they heard it on TikTok or an Instagram video. Yep. Like every kid. I don't know if there is like regional or school by school lingo like there was back in our day. Yep. Yeah. Maybe everybody out here listening is like, dude, we said joust all the time, but I doubt it. Like, you had to let us know. I know they weren't calling people schwanks. Yeah. Never heard that till now. 
<laughs> Closest thing I've ever heard of that is Hillary Swank. No, it's something totally different. <laughs> a swank. I still, I, th- I'm kind of like you in the fact that you. This probably wouldn't surprise you. Like, I have a shoebox full of like a ton of notes from middle school that we passed that I just never got rid of. That would be something awesome. To I have, have a though, whole to go back shoebox of notes that we passed between me and girls or me and my buddies, and like, literally in these notes, you'll see us writing things like, "Dude, don't be a swank. You should come hang out with us this Friday." <laughs> Dude. Man. I'm saving it for like. I can't we, believe you saved those. I just, I don't know why I just did. That would be something that'd be amazing to have and look back on. Yeah, I'm thinking about like bringing this box to like our 25th and uh, reunion. You should. I just don't know if people will be like, "This is really stupid and weird. Why do you still have this?" Or if they'll be like, "This is awesome. I can't believe you have these notes." I think they think it's awesome. Yeah. Majority would think it's awesome. And we wrote like little abbreviations at the end of it, you know, like DTYL, but yeah. like whatever we were saying back then. Yeah. yeah. We played that uh, the game where you like do your hands this way, that way. And, yeah, like, and then it's the like say a number, or say yeah. a color, and then um, what is that called? I, I, think, I don't know. I think it determined like who you liked and stuff. Like did that. you ever weird. do the one where it was like in a square and you had to say like how many kids you're gonna have if you're gonna live in a shack? Oh or yeah, mansion, for sure. And then what your job would be? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I can't yeah. remember what that was called though. Played it all the time. Yeah, I don't know what either. None one of them ever came were, true. No, I'm not living in a shack with 40 kids. <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, we all did those things, but I've never heard an actual term for that paper thing with the. Yeah, I don't know. It goes in and out. It's kind of like, like origami. It's like a diamond. Yeah, origami for sure. All right. How about uh, Gushers? <laughs> Rich kid food. Didn't have them. Wow. Not that we were poor. I just don't remember us ever owning Gushers. Man, I love Gushers. Uh, you know what I did have? Fruit by the foot. Uh, occasionally. Fruit roll up. The Kool-Aid jammers that was like a, it looked like a, like a pop bottle, but you'd like, you could tear the cap off. Do you remember those? Was it like a gooey? No, it was a drink. Huh? But, oh, I know what you're talking about. The, the plastic cap, twisted the cap off. Almost looked like a little wishbone. Yes. The plastic, it twisted off. You'd and slam those things so fast. And my mom would buy like so a six pack and it was like. You have to ration these. Dude. You can't drink all six in one Man, day. That is so that that's relatable right there. Yeah. My mom I think they were called Kool-Aid jammers, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. I loved Gushers so much. That my mom actually has some at the farm for my niece and nephew when they come visit. And over the course of like the last week I ate all of them. So when they come visit, I owe them gushers. <laughs> I couldn't stop myself. They're I so remember good. the gusher commercials. The kid's head would turn into a big gusher. Yep. Yes. All right. Uh, how about those um, commercials? Don't exist anymore, by the way. I they're not think so. And like, there's. Do you remember all the great toy commercials? Oh yeah. If it was like GI Joe or something, the kid playing with them had like an entire mini replica jungle. Mm-hmm. You know, and then like he would shoot the missile out of the jeep, and it would hit like a bunch of tiny sandbags, and the bad guy would come tumbling down the hill. And I was always like. Man, I just wish I had like the setup oh, yeah. that these kids have in these commercials. It's so real looking. Yeah, and the kid turns to mom, "Hey, mom, look what I built!" And like the voiceover guy in the background, found at toy stores nationwide. KB Toys. Yeah, KB Toys was where it was at. Toys R Us. What's your next one? Uh, how like cool rad trapper keepers back in the day? Mm, how you get cra- like a Star Star Wars one or sports one or something? Let me just shoot you straight right now. 
I was never going to own a Star Wars Trapper Keeper. I don't like Star Wars. I've seen a Star Wars. It's fine. Take it or leave it. <laughs> um, I had a Grant Hill one. Detroit, Detroit Pistons, baby. Man, sick. Yep, I had a Grant Hill one. Everybody had Trapper Keepers back in the day. Yep. I, I came of age when they were now like the, you zip, it had a zipper all the way around it. What do you think would happen right now if a high school kid had like a like a vintage Grant Hill Trapper Keeper and like legit used it at school? It probably, I would assume they would just like, get made fun of. I don't know, because like the 90s Or they could be the back. coolest person. If they had the right attitude about it, I think it'd be cool. Like, like ironic and like funny. Yep. Because the way that kids are dressing, like the 90s are back. They're back. They're baby. back big. Why not have a Trapper Keeper? Yeah. My Trapper Keeper had uh, just basketballs all over it. That was it. I remember it was black with orange basketballs. The What you had to do, though. Ball is life. D-ring, get lost. Had to be circle ring. Oh, yeah. D-ring's no good. I, didn't, I don't understand people that like D-ring binders and Trapper Keepers. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't think a lot of people listening have strong opinions on the D ring or the or the circle ring, but I was I was a circle ring guy. I'll just be straight with you. Uh, last thing here from the nineties. I uh, still have a football trapper keeper at my house, and it has all my old John Elway football cards in it. You are just like someone. You're you're just like a replica from the past. I want to come. I, I want to come read History these teacher. notes. History teacher. I want to come read your shoebox of notes. In so that shoebox, I also have everybody in my class's senior picture. Ma'am. I was in charge of the senior pages for yearbook, so they had to give me one. And I just, for some reason, was like, why would I throw this away? What if you are going to be an absolute hit I was like, at the reunion. What if at the reunion I just like put all the pictures out on a table? Yeah. People might honestly enjoy the enjoy it. I don't they know. absolutely would. And it takes up like a tiny space in my closet, right? In my storeroom. They would absolutely love box. that. For sure. Yeah. Uh, last thing from the 90s here, uh, OJ Simpson. Uh I'm anti OJ Simpson. Same. <laughs> what a weird <laughs> question. Speaking of OJ Simpson, though, I really want a late 80s to like mid 90s Bronco bad. Actually, the the new Ford Broncos look really cool. They do. Like OJ single handedly killed the Bronco for years. Like oh, yeah. Ford just. And now they're back. Well, I think enough time has passed. Yeah. But legitimately, OJ and murder and Ford Bronco was like synonymous for a yeah. while. They're the new ones, though, made like all the old ones, like back in style. I had to have them. You can't find one for under 15 grand. I was like, when I started searching a few weeks ago, I was like, oh, I'm going to get an old Bronco for five grand. Nope. Not unless it's an absolute piece of garbage. Yeah. It's a bummer. Those are pretty, pretty sought after. They're kind of cool. They're like a. They are so cool. They're two door, right? Uh, weren't some of the some of the yes, Broncos were. All, I think, I my think uncle they're had all two door. I think my uncle Brian had a two door. I don't know if the new ones are two door. They might be. New ones are like two door. A, they were like a two door SUV. Yep. Could fit four comfortably, but that was it. Different than a Jeep. Different than a Jeep. It had. I think some of you could. I think a lot of them had hard top. You could take off. Speaking of OJ, here's something really weird. When did that all happen in 94, right? 1994. Never forget it. Where were you when it happened? Do you remember where you were when that was going down? Well, here's the crazy part. Um, I remember as a kid, but the crazy thing is I was at recess in elementary school when the verdict was announced. And this girl, Jenna, had a 
portable radio. We listened to the OJ verdict at elementary recess of me and a group of kids. We were like eight years old. I know. It's super messed up. Well, by the time the trial happened, we were probably nine. True. Um, Good call. I remember we were we were at recess. We were playing like touch football like we always do. And she ran up with the radio and she's like, they're reading the verdict. We like stopped what we were doing and we listened and he was innocent. And we didn't know anything about the trial. Like I knew who the people in the trial were. But I actually didn't know any of the facts. And I remember he was an athlete. And I remember being like a bunch of us were, I don't know, I think almost like happy he was innocent. Yeah. Because we didn't know. Now I look back and I'm like, my God, it seems pretty obvious he did it. But when you're nine, first off, what nine-year-old is paying attention to a trial like that? They're built different there in Granger, Iowa. (laughs) I don't know. I've always, always been an old soul, but. Edward Scissorhands, speaking of movies that terrified us when we were kids, that movie scared the crap out of me. Never seen it. It's scary. Haven't seen that. Haven't seen Willy Wonka with him. Saw one, maybe two Pirates of the Caribbean. That might be it. I'm not anti-Johnny Depp. I just have never really watched the guy's movies. Yeah. Oh, he was really good in Blow. Yeah, George Young. I actually did see that one. I'll give him that. Yeah, I did see Blow. All right, well, that was episode 65. Uh, I think we solved a lot of issues and entertained you with our suave moves from back in the day. Wow. (laughs) Uh, We'll catch you next time on the Backroads and Bonfires podcast. Hot, hot.